Welcome to Outdoors. I'm Brian, and today we've got Corey Birkenbuehl in the studio. Corey's here to share his story about the time he and Kevin Hilton spent working with the late, great Warren Miller. Corey and I grew up in Dillon, Montana. His brothers and I cross-country skied with the Bill Koch Youth Ski League and Alpine at Maverick Mountain. I remember getting out on the boards with these guys um, and all the crazy crew skiing around the state in high school. And since then, um, I moved off to the West Coast. My first experience watching a Warren Miller film in Seattle was pretty awesome because there's such big hype around that in college. Remember that? We drove up from Tacoma into, into Seattle and they would play it at Opera House. Very fancy place, quite the venue. Maybe the first snow had fallen in the mountains and everyone was just so incredibly stoked that there was just a buzz in the air. You could almost feel the electricity. Made it an annual ritual. You know, as soon as the snow starts falling, oh my gosh, let's get stoked for the year. And he created such an incredible art form in his storytelling and way to approach the sport that he really invented something new, I think. So um, so I got Corey Birkenmill here to tell, tell a story about his experience with Warren Miller. Thanks, Brian. Um, man, my story begins like, when, like you, when you're a little kid, I guess, or when you're um, watching ski films and it wasn't like TGR or you know, matchstick productions. It was only Warren Miller. So, you know, my, my, my thing was, is he always had humor involved and in his voice, his voice was the most powerful thing. And, um, he always could tell a story and he was one of the best storytellers in the world ever bar none. He's the man, you know, and he could, he could use his voice to tell that story. And I think that, through that, um, you know, everybody couldn't mimic that. No one could be Warren Miller, so TGR, Matchstick, those guys made ski porn, big cliffs, that kind of stuff. And Warren, throughout the years, could just keep his voice and tell a story and, and travel and that kind of stuff. So <clears throat> the first time I heard his voice live, personal, um, so um, I graduated college in my 30s, and I needed a job, and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call up my friend at the Yellowstone Club and ask her if I could ever get a job there. And so she's like, yeah, I have an opening um, in my department, and it's 20 below, and you hang out with kids and play in the gym and rock climb and movies and stuff like that, and, you know, you're, that's your job, and you get a ski, you know, and stuff. So I was like, all right, let's do that, you know. And I remember one day we were setting up for a party, and there was this uh, big stage that we had, portable stage we had just set up. And I was standing up on it, you know, looking out on the, the, the basketball court and just kind of, you know, looking around. And all of a sudden, this, this woman starts to walk by me and I see Warren Miller. And I went, Gah. you know, you like, you just, you look and you're like, man, it's, um, that's Warren Miller. But, um. So he's walking behind her, you know, in his, his sweaters. He always he wore sweaters all the time, so uh, warm winter sweaters. And he walked by, and I looked at him, and I go, hello. And he goes, hello. And, and that voice, and I went, now that's Warren Miller, you know. Um, and and I, I just got this, like, euphoric, like, feeling. I'm like, man, I just saw Warren Miller, and he said hi to me, you know. So... 
check that off my list. I'm happier than any kid could ever be, you know? Um, and, and I just was like, that's sweet, you know? So, um, it was, it was just a couple like days later, we kind of had this company, I guess, um, orientation, you know? And, uh, and so I was sitting there and, you know, everybody's like, you know, introduce yourself and what do you do for fun or what do you else you do, you know? And I, I, everybody's kind of like, I'm so-and-so and I, I'm a college student or, or I do this or that, you know, I like to mountain bike and, you know, play. And I, I just instantly was like, well, I'm Corey Birkenbill and I'm a filmmaker. And the woman up on front was like, well, Corey, nice to meet you. And we should talk later. And I went, okay. Like, you know, just thinking, okay, well, great. And so she approached me later and it was, um, she was head of, um, member services. So she entertained members, um, and that kind of stuff. And so she tells me that <clears throat> Warren Miller and Klaus Obermeyer are going to have this dinner. It's Warren Miller Freedom Foundation. And they were going to have this big dinner and it's, um, you know, um, they, they want to record it. They want to film it and for, for some archives. And I was like, you want me what and she's like would you be able to do that and I was like yeah like instantly you don't turn down you don't say no I can't do that I was like yeah I can do that you know and so we went through the process of bidding it and that and finally um yeah I had um at that point I had done Montana Sweet 16 so with Kevin Hilton um we went and traveled the state and actually skied all 16 uh Montana ski areas in 16 days and um documented it all you know so um that was my first film and Kevin's first film and so we just had a great time together and and that that was it so um I remember um like right after like do you want to do this? I called Kevin and I said, Hey dude, guess what? And he's like, well, I was like, I, we just got offered. We did like, like you're in on this. Okay. You're helping me, <laughs> you know? And I was like, Hey, you know, uh, we might make a movie with Warren Miller and video his talk with Klaus Obermeyer and the two like, Oh geez, uh, the, the original guys of skiing, like, Klaus has is is the most amazing person because he he invented like so many things for the ski, like the ski break, um, little things that anybody could have invented. But he was sitting there in the industry and going, "I'm going to invent that. I'm going to make that better. I'm going to make this better. I'm going to make the first parka." And that's what he did. Obermeyer clothing. He made the first parka. Back then they were just wearing wool. <laughs> he was like, "I'm going to make a parka that you can take on and off, you know, and not get really wet." So. Um, so we get the job and me and Kevin are just high on life. We are just like little kids, you know, and you're like, not terrified terrified at all. Like really not terrified. And, and, you know, we, we get there, we're, we dress nice. We we're you know, in this big, big ballroom in the Yellowstone club, the, the Warren Miller dining room, you know, um, in tribute to Warren, Warren was able to have a lodge named after him, a a dining uh, hall. And, you know, that's Warren Miller. So he's the man. Um, <clears throat> and so he um, and Klaus got up on these two big throne chairs and, you know, and, and pretty much just talked and talked about their old days and, the you know, the, the early ski days of like, you know, Warren sleeping in his little 
uh, like teardrop, you know, you see those pictures of that. And uh, camper, you know, and, and eating tomato soup out of ketchup packets or whatever he was making, you know, just to get by. He was ski bumming. He was the original ski bum. So, I mean, I, my mom was too. I'll say that too. So, and, and, and throw my mom in the whole mix is that that's how I knew Warren Miller was my mom. She had skied with him and filmed with him and, and, and was, you know, went to the premieres in Seattle and that kind of stuff. So uh, Warren Miller was about part of our, like, family's talk, you know, Warren Miller, Warren Miller. He was skiing. He, if you just say Warren Miller, he's skiing. So, so d- during that, we, we are filming this, and, like, a bunch of little kids, you know, giddy, you know, we're, like, sitting there, and, and, and you know, Scott Schmidt's there, and, you know, other people, you're like, oh, my God, that's Scott Schmidt, and that's so-and-so, and that's so-and-so, and that's so-and-so, and, and uh, you know, so the Warren Miller Freedom Foundation would have this big dinner. People would buy this dinner. They would come, and um, uh, they, they, they had this other part of the, the thing is they would, um, they would auction off a home video. And the home video was um, of a family. The family would buy it. Um, you got to ski with Scott Schmidt. He was in the film with you. And Warren Miller narrated on it. And um, that's what, we, when we heard that, we were like, dude, that is so cool, man. You know? <clears throat> and so we're thinking one and done, right? We just made a film. We, we put it together. We gave it to them. And it was of the Warren Miller um, uh, weekend because he has a, his own little weekend up there. They have like races and it's called the Warren Miller Cup. And it's a big deal up at the club. And um, one of the most, you know, uh, kind of like ski down home thing up there is the Warren Miller weekend. It's just awesome. People fly in forever, everywhere to come participate. And so we get done, <clears throat> man, we're just, we're, we're on cloud nine because we just like got to meet Warren just briefly and Klaus to shake hands, you know, and we're just like, wow. So they, they, they auction off this, <clears throat> this, this ski video. Right. And so me and Kevin are like, and the number goes up and up and up and we're like, wow. That's a that's an expensive home video, <clears throat> and and so we 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 uh, were just just enamored by it, like just wow, this was like the, one of the coolest experiences, right? So uh, the next week, I'm at work and I get a phone call from a, a, a Seattle number, let's just say, and I was like, hello. She's like, well, this is um this is Summer with the um, Warren Miller Freedom Foundation, and I was like. Hey, what's up? She's like, I got your number from Sarah. Um, and, uh, well, we want to ask you if you would want to make a, a movie with the Warren Miller Freedom Foundation. And I was like, yes. I just said yes. And she goes, okay, cool. Well, actually, would you want to make two more after that? So maybe three? And I said, yes. 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 That's, wow. You know, you're like, I, it just all I could think of is don't say, well, add too many questions. Just say Yes. We can do it. And um, so that became like, oh, I got to call Kevin. <laughs> I call Kevin. I go, guess what? I go, because we did that that film for the club for Warren Miller and Klaus, you know, the Warren Miller Freedom Foundation weekend. Um, they just asked us if we want to make a couple, three home videos. And I said, yes. And Kevin's like, yes, we're doing it. And so the, just that excitement, you know. And so... 
that was kind of the thing. Like, um, the first time, the first, the first video we had to make, it was with this amazing family, go out skiing with them, you know, and then they're like, okay, and then now we're going to go over to Warren's house. And so right now I really haven't met Warren too much. Not, 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 not like the, uh, the sit down and have a conversation type, you know? So, um, so we go to his house. His wife always made tea. Lori made the best tea, the best tea in Montana, you know? And so that was their thing, a tea time with Warren Miller. So we sit down, we're filming their tea time with the family, right? And so I have a couple funny stories through that, um, that day that kind of just made me like realize that these were just amazing people and that Warren had this, this uh, aura about him that was like everybody respected him so much. And when you were at Warren's house with Lori and, and Warren, everybody was just glued on Warren and Warren told, told stories, told stories about the old days and his life and skiing and that. And, and it was story time with Warren. And at that point, right then, you know, you could listen to, to Warren talk with Klaus and that, but this was in his home and, you know, beautiful, beautiful home at the club. And it just became like, wow, we're, we're doing this. Like, this is real. It was emotional for us. Um, you know, both of our families, that's where we grew up. Kevin and I grew up watching Warren Miller because our families, that's what skiing was. And so <clears throat> as this kept going, the next family, right? And it's, um, we, we get to ski with the next family and just another great family and get to know this family. And then we get to have like a huge dinner with this family and Warren. So we're getting to know Warren each time. He's looking at us like, that's my filmmakers. They're making my film. And um, so, so each time it was like, holy cow, we're doing this, you know? So we're meeting him each time, each film throughout the year. And the whole thing is, is that he has to narrate over this at some point. So we have to work with him one-on-one -on -one someday. So by the second one, we have dinner. And it's just like kind of like this cool, like, okay, we're getting part of this group of people that are very, very um, um, kind of close to each other because of Warren. And Warren was good friends with everybody. He was, he was everybody's friend up there. So, and, and the thing is, is he was kind of the recruiter too. If he knew someone, he'd call, you got to buy in on this place in the early days. So Warren would bring people in. These were his friends. And um, <clears throat> by the third film, our favorite film, because I got to know this guy Jim and his wife. And they had this, they call it the pod. And, and they, these amazing people would travel from all over to come to stay with Jim and, and Pam. And, and so he was the pod father. There's the title of the film, right? Easy. He's like, it's going to be called The Podfather. <laughs> and, and, and just a character. Each person in the movie was a character. And by the third film, we were making Warren Miller films because we knew what Warren Miller films were. We'd watched many of them. 
you know, the big line of people, that last film, we did that where people were snaking around, you know, and we did the, 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 all the kind of the humor stuff. And, and, and Jim at one point would come, come to me and be like, I got more ideas. I got more ideas and we're going to do this. And, and, and one time he comes in and he tells me, he goes, all right, Corey, Warren's going to make a bunch of cameos. He hasn't been in a film for like, it's been a long time. And actually he hadn't worked on a film for, for a long, long time. Um, and so we were like, oh, cool. Now we get to be around Warren more on a one-on-one. And so, you know, in, in one scene, he's driving the bus and everybody's piling on the bus, you know, all the skiers are piling on. And then one scene, he is the, the lifty, you know? And I remember him like looking at us and be like, I don't want you on tripods. I want you on, you know, holding the camera. And we're like, oh, should we? Well, that's what we should do then. You know, you look at him and you're like, well, that's what we're going to do from now on. We're not using any tripods, you know? And so I remember um, Summer came up to us and goes, hey, uh, Warren wants to have lunch with you guys. So will you come have lunch with him? And it was like, sit right next to me, you know? And it was like, man, he, he, you could tell he was connecting with us and trusting us. And it was just like, well, this is cool, you know? This is, this is amazing. And so we just get more involved with it and we had the best time, you know? So we wrap up all three films, right? And then Summer calls and says, hey, by the way, we got to do the audio. How do you guys, would you guys want to come out to Orcas Island and and work with Warren? Or do you want to ship out the the film? And he can, and I were like, no, we're coming out. We're we're coming out there. We're going to sit in the studio out there and, He'll record and we'll, we'll, we'll go through it, you know? So Kevin had edited everything down. And so I remember the first movie, we worked on the first movie. And Kevin, the, uh, Warren just was like, why'd you do it this way? Why'd you do this? What, what, well, why, why is this? Well, you're up on the mountain. Why didn't you show the chairlift first? Because you want to be on the chairlift and then you go up. So every movie you ever see in a Warren Miller film is when they went to a different country they show a plane and then they go and then you're like, Oh, and so he was mentoring us without even knowing, like he was just, he was giving us this like lesson. Um, and we were just like, okay, he was in control. You know what I mean? And, and, and we would listen to him. So Kevin would go back and edit some things back, come back and show him, you know? And he was like, okay, now we can work. Now I can put my audio down. So first he wanted to help that way. You know, without even us knowing, he's like helping us in a, in a big, big way of like teaching us how you make a real Warren Miller film. And so <clears throat> I remember we did those first two and then <clears throat> we came out for the third one. So we did first two and then the last one. We had to come back out. And um, it was, this is the hard part, okay? You know, Warren was getting older and he had... Uh, what's it called? The macular degeneration. So he, he was losing his eyesight. So frustration during those times, <clears throat> we like a big, big grizzly bear kind of guy, but just very gentle and nice. And I remember him get frustrated once and you could just see he was just, he couldn't read. 
and he was just like frustrated. And I was like, well, hey, let me read this to you. And kind of snapped a little bit. And I looked at him. I was like, Warren, we're going to get through this. And he just kind of looked at me and he was like, all right, we need to take a break. And I remember leaving and I was like, man, I think I pissed him off, you know? And I remember Summer walking up and going, he really likes you guys. He needed a break. And we took like an hour break. And I remember coming back and he was like the most genuine, happy, just like I'm making a movie with the right people. And I remember going, wow, that, that could have blown up. We were like, we, it could have been like, he's mad at us because, you know, or that, but he wasn't mad at us. He was frustrated with his eyesight. And he, I remember his computer, he had to blow up to read. He had that program on there, whatever it's called. And I remember he'd put the paper down and then read it. And so when we started to do that, that audio, that's when everything came together. It's because that voice. And he wrote all the script for that family that he was best friends with. And so he would read it and it was, it was like to the point, you know, how he, how he delivered it was so Warren Miller and to experience that and watch that was like, I, I just went to heaven, you know, like I, I'm the best thing in my life that ever happened was making those three films because I worked with the, the giant, the, the, the best, the, the, I mean, he's God, you know, and so I, I just think that it, it happened for a reason too, and some young kids were supposed to do that. That could just be like, "Hey, you're the man, dude. Like, we'll do it your way." And <clears throat> so that third film, we finally wrap up, and you know, I mean, it's the highest thing I've ever done, the best thing I've ever done, and um. It, it was like a true Warren Miller film by the third one because he taught us on those first two. The third one was a Warren Miller film. And I remember um, going up to the club and we had a premiere in the, the, they have a little movie theater down in 20 Below. And it's awesome. Not a little, it's big, it's cool. You know, a big leather chairs and, and a big screen and, 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 Jim and Pam are there and um, there's a whole big crowd of their friends and, and Warren's friends and, you know, I mean, people, people, you know, you know, and you're like, wow, I can't believe I'm, I get to show a film that I made with Warren Miller to this crowd of people. And um, when, when the film started and you could see people and I'd watched the film so many times, I watched people in the crowd and some of them were tearing up at times. People were like, oh, you know, they were in awe of it. And I remember at the end when we had the Q&A a little bit, um, this, this man raised his hand and he was like, that was a Warren Miller film. That, that had every essence of Warren in it. And he goes, you guys did an amazing job. And we were like, oh, to hear that, you know, like that is one of the coolest things that <clears throat> will ever happen in my, in my life is working with Warren, you know, and I know I can do more things because of that, because things happen for a reason, and I know me and Kevin were supposed to make movies with him, and come to find out, we are the last people, Kevin Hilton and I, were to make a, uh, a movie with him, where he laid down tracks, where he 
helped edit in a way. Like, I want this, this way, this way, this way. Although he didn't pick up a camera, you know, and a lot of filmmakers don't pick up cameras anymore. They have someone else do it for them. And, but we had that, we had that, had that know-how finally by that third film that we knew that it was going to be like, we're going to make a Warren Miller film because we, we're, we know how to do that. He's helped us say that. And I remember at one point, and it's kind of emotional that he, he said this. He's like, I don't have anybody to pass my knowledge down to. And right then, me and Kevin looked at each other like, like what? You know, like it, he, he knows he's getting to that age. He doesn't have more time, like a lot of time to make films. He's at the end of it, the road. And so I was sitting there going, like raising my hand, like, hey, dude, we're right here. <laughs> you know, you are doing that. You are. You, you pass down so much knowledge. And Kevin will say that too. I know it's helped Kevin in his life. And you know, when you tell people, yeah, I made movies with Warren Miller, like, oh, Warren Miller today. No, like the guy, the dude, you know, like Warren Miller. And they're like, oh, maybe not. Like, yeah, he's lying, dude. No, he didn't. Well, I can't really show you that I did. I can tell you I did because those are private films that they bought. We were not supposed to make extra copies, this and that, you know, right. plain and simple. I'll never see the films again, you know, that's that family's. And so I don't have any ownership over that. But um, Kevin and I have that, that story. And that's what's really cool, you know. And, you know, like during that, I, I have to tell this because it was so funny. So when you walked into this premiere, so I get to invite two of my buddies my, my two of my all-time great friends, Chad Levitt and Nathan Miller, we'd skied our majority of our lives together. And I was like, it's our birthday month, Jim. Can I invite two friends? And Jim's like, yep, I'll put them on the guest list. And so we go skiing for the day, you know, have a, the best skiing day of our lives. And, you know, we ski Maverick Mountain, so every day is a great day there. Well, skiing at the club, it was just above par you know and uh i remember we walked when we walked into the premiere um i told pam's like uh looks at nathan and chad and i go put them to work pam and she's like okay and then she's like you're gonna be the the ticket checkers the list so they had a fake list and they're supposed to you know with a little rope and like let people in you know and and make it like a big deal right so I got two buddies that are their characters anyways. And, and I remember there's this big, big like picture of Warren Miller, like these big posters they made and, and right next to the door. Right. And so <clears throat> my buddy, Chad and Nathan are sitting there and, and uh, Nathan's got these big glasses on those big oversized ones, like huge, you know, like dorky, just kind of like a big clown, you know? And, in comes uh, Warren, and and when I, I, I still think this, as Warren's walking up, and Chad's there with the list, Nathan's got his big glasses on, and they're both like, oh my God, this is Warren Miller, and uh, I see it all happen, and so the gates closed, you know, those little red velvet, you know, brass thing, and the, it's like Warren walks up with Lori and, and Chad looks at him and goes, 
You on the list? And Warren looked at him. He looks at his picture, his pe- and he goes like this, and he looks at Chad like, you little asshole. Like, you know, but had a lucky little smirk. And he goes, uh, and, and, you know, and Nathan on the other side, he just, like, oh, God. <laughs> he just straight faced like, oh, no, you just did that? And, um, you know, he, he, he just laughed about it. And then I ran up and I was like, Warren, I want to introduce you to my buddies, you know? Like, we watched every movie. We've, we've, like, looked up to you. And he just, he was so excited to meet my friends. He really was. He was really excited. And so I'll always have that, that story, you know, that, that I was able to do something with Warren Miller that maybe I was the last one to be able to do it. There's other people that made movies with him, like real movies. And, but these were movies about his friends. And that's what's really cool. It's because it wasn't a, like just a film that he just narrated on. They're like the original ones, right? Yeah, you know. When, and then he told us about those. He told us about how when he narrated back in the day, he did it live. So if he was on the West Coast, he would deliver differently than the East Coast. Because they're two different people. East Coast, fast-paced. West Coast, like, chill. And so he had to deliver it really chill and mellow on the west coast on the east coast it had to be like a little more poppy i guess and so he he explained that kind of stuff that we were like really and he goes man i'd go into an auditorium and you know and 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 i would narrate it live i was like huh because they didn't have maybe that's that was what well that's why everybody was there was to see warren too and narrate it so he had the script in his head and at times he probably did ad live it you know and he just kind of went with it but you know as technology progresses audio progresses that kind of stuff and he was able to make some just amazing films and that's how scott schmidt got his start was squaw valley was, i guess you know that's the best part it wasn't like we were just working we were, he was storytelling the whole time he was i mean he was just telling stories it was just beautiful you know um but he told us about Scott. He's like, well, I, first time I saw Scott, I was filming this other guy. And I looked up and this guy was jumping off these cliffs. And I said, I want to film him. And that was it. That's how Scott, Scott was in the right place at the right time. And it's just like me too. I was in the right place at the right time. And, and Warren gave us so much, you know, because Scott is Scott because of that. And I, I feel like I'm Corey because, because of that too. You know, and there's so much that that this like helped progress in my life is that wow you can really do some amazing things if you just put yourself out there if i wouldn't have said filmmaker i never would have ever had a chance to meet warren miller scott schmidt you know some of these big big time people that i was able to rub shoulders with you know and it just kind of it's just um it's surreal it's like, but I feel like that for a real thing is that I, I was supposed to do it. It was like, I was, I was the guy. And so my, my good friend, boss, Dan Lakatos, after, you know, Warren had passed. And I remember that day vividly. And uh, I remember <clears throat> waking up and it was like 730 and I don't know if I got a text or I looked at social media. 
but instantly, like, I think I might've looked at social media and then got a text and then people kept texting me. Hey, I'm sorry. Hey, Hey, Hey. And I was like, I remember like not crying, but crying. I was so emotional. I was just like, Oh, I didn't get to spend more time with him. Cause he was, he just loved to tell stories. And that was the coolest thing was just sitting listening to his story, you know, and, and, and talking little politics, little things, but his stories were just like that, you know, his voice and how he delivered and how he talked and how he strung it out and how he did that. You could just like, tell me more. I just, one more story, dude, please. One more story. And he was just that, that gentle giant. He was, he was just this kind man that everybody's friend everybody's friend. So Dan asked me and <clears throat> honor, the honor of my life. Um, Dan's like, um, Hey, Warren Miller cups coming up. We're going to do the dinner. And I was like, yeah. And the funny thing is Jim, Jim used to always just be like, Hey, you should come scan with us. And I'm like, well, I can't, you know, I'm a, I'm a you know, I'm an employee, so I can't ski with members unless, you know, this and that, and not, unless I have a approval from Dan. Or somebody higher up, you know, other bosses, whatever. And he's like, all right, I'm going to call Dan. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm like, all right. But, you know, Jim, Jim is Jim. Jim's an amazing man. He gets his way because he's an amazing man, you know. And he's like, um, and so Dan calls me. And I was like, uh-oh. So I'm apologetic right away. Hey, dude, I'm sorry. I know I know. Jim wants me to come skiing. He's like, yeah, you're, you, you can come skiing. It's okay. Because we have this rule, you know, it's like you can't ski with members unless you're on a lesson or whatever. So, um, and I was like, okay, well, and so he goes, but that's not what I want to talk to you about. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah. He goes, well, at the dinner, um, there's uh, a group that are going to talk about Warren. And I want, um, I want a couple snow sports people to talk about Warren, their experience with Warren. And I was like, Okay. And he goes, and I want you to talk. And I was like, really? Dude, like what? And he goes, yeah. So this is how it's going to go. It's going to be Scott Schmidt, Dan Egan, uh, Greg Lamont, uh, myself, um, this, this, um, a sister of one of the, the instructors and that, so she, the, the, the brother couldn't be there. So she spoke about her brother and his experience with Warren because they just became great friends, you know, uh, because of tea time. He would just go over to tea time like every time, you know. So that was that was his experience, you know. And so when you go down the list and then he goes and then you're going to be the last one to talk. And I go, what? I'm like, I'm the last guy to talk at this monumental dinner. Right. Like, OK, I can't screw this one up. And so if like I'm I'm speaking with legends. These are these are the people I've looked up to my whole life. Um just just I mean, come on, Greg Lamont, and guys the only American to ever win the Tour de France. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> um so so we get um we get that day, right? And it's just a beautiful day. I remember and I got my, my, my civilian coat on up at the club and I'm, I'm skiing around and, and I, I was trying to write a speech. And then I just kind of was like, started to write things down. I remember, and I was getting emotional. 
And I remember riding a lift with a guy that was one of my coworkers, and we were chatting, and he was kind of having one of a bad day, and I was like, I did. I need to be happy. So I remember like, I'm gonna go ski backside. I'm gonna go ski by myself. I go say hi to some people, and and then I I meet up with um, Greg and Jim and those guys. They were all piling up, and I was just like, all right. And I remember I was like, I'm gonna go to 20 below because this is where it all started. And right when I walked in the door, all these emotions came to me. And I was like, I remember this. I remember this. I remember this. So I just wrote stuff down on a piece of paper and just held on to it. And I remember when Scott got up, he said his thing about, thank you, Warren. I got my start with you. Dan, same thing. And Greg, you know, it was like talking about like being really good friends with Warren and, and, you know, Dan, all that kind of stuff. And then it comes to me and I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm the last person to talk. So I get up there and I just, you know, I, I like to, I love public speaking. So I remember I looked at all the whole crowd and they had this, like, it was this energy, this glow that I looked out and I was like, I'm going to kill it. <laughs> I am going to make these people so happy right now. And so I told them about my stories and how this poor kid from Dill, Montana comes to the club. Like it should be a movie. Well, maybe I'll write a movie about it one day, just like Axe Been Extreme, you know, but it's like, it really is, was like this special thing. And I, I told him, you know, the story about Chad and Nathan. I had them rolling. Everybody's laughing. Everybody's laughing. And, and I'm telling about this. And you could see people tearing up and crying. And I was just like, this, this, he was our friend. I, I got to know him only for just a little bit. But he was everybody's friend out there. Like, they didn't just buy tickets to come watch me, you know, speak. They were all his friends. They came to support um, Warren, Lori, and the club, and all the friends. That's why everybody was there. And I remember, like, <clears throat> looking out, and I, I had this thing, and I had my speech crumbled up in my hand. I didn't look at it once. I didn't even skip a beat. I just knew what I had to say. And I said all the right things. I made him laugh. I made him cry. And when I finished, I said... And this, I love it because if God had a voice, it'd be Warren Miller's. And everybody stood up and clapped and cried and just, it made me emotional, man. It made me just like, that was my tribute to Warren because he was God and he still is. And it's, it's cool. And when you have a friend like that and a legend, it's pretty real. You know, so, <clears throat> excuse me, um, that's real. This is real, you know, like I lost a friend, I lost a mentor, and a lot of people lost a piece of skiing, and that's what sucks is that, you know, he, he no, it doesn't suck, because everybody has to die. He did it, he did it his way, and I love that, and he, like, gave so many people inspiration to ski and just try skiing because of this humor. Remember the people getting off the lift all the time? They just wrecking? I guess I found out later. They used to dump water the night before. Okay. I don't know if it's true or not, but they used to dump water. And then that's why they set up there because all the beginners would fall, right? 
But you see that, right? That's what Warren did. He knew he knew how, how to entertain people. And so that night I I know that like I had <clears throat> that whole crowd loving me and loving Warren more because of the words everybody got to speak. I just I was the closer, so I had to make it good. I had to make it really good. I mean, when you go behind Scott and Dan and Greg and Dan again and, you know, all those guys, like, I was like, okay. And I was meant to do that speech. I wish somebody would have filmed it. No one did. Um, but that's another thing that I can tell people, you know. If, if God had a voice, it'd be Warren Miller's. And that's what the most special thing that I quote me on that one. Right, put quotes around that because I said that. But um, Warren was a good friend, and I know, um, like it, it changed my life and it changed Kevin Hilton's life because we were able to work with somebody um, that was just amazing, you know. Um, and it and it making films isn't easy, you know. If it was easy, everybody'd be doing it, right? But he made it really fun and easy because the excitement um and and like he it was his story he was telling so um i don't know it's a special special time in my life and it motivates me always to try to do more you know to maybe to mentor some kids too and and pass on knowledge that will always be in my head is how to pass on knowledge um and he was just a special man and left a mark on everybody. We wouldn't have action sports films without him because he didn't just make ski films. He made surf films. He made uh, racing films, IndyCar. He was a hustler. He hustled. He made film, you know, and he just, he, he, he was inducted in the Surf Hall of Fame, the Ski Hall of Fame. I mean, he's a true legend. And I'm just honored that I was just a piece of his life, you know, the last little sliver. But I got to see it gentle giant work and it was highlight of my life and I'm sure I'm going to do some more amazing stuff but I, this time maybe I'll show people I don't have to tell them <laughs> but it's pretty special so yeah thanks for sharing your inspiring story and thank you all for listening until next time happy trails <laughs>